Two friends I'd like to drink with. This is your co-host Chloe. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Are we changing the intro now? Are we like trying to be like chill stoners? Hey, I'm the co-host on Julia. <laughs> it's a hit of a pen. <laughs> it's coughing. No, I just honestly thought that our past intro that I created you know, out of the office of recording does not sound very good. So I'm trying to go on a different tone. Hey, Chloe, I actually like this. Like, let's change it up. Like, we should do a different intro every single time. Like, yeah. welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> what the fuck? Everyone's going to stop listening right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. So first off, we really want to apologize for our audio last week. I'm sorry that I sounded like I was in a phone booth across the world calling Julia on the Zoom call. But we had technical difficulties. It was absolutely a nightmare. Hello, my name is Julia and I have technical difficulties. I'm so sorry. Like we're switching to Spectrum on Friday. I am at like someone else's house right now recording because my Wi-Fi is that fucking bad. Oh my gosh, Spectrum. We've been talking about Spectrum all day because we are so excited for Julia to switch to Spectrum. No more technical difficulties. So Julia, aren't you recording from somewhere? (laughs) Dude, no, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. I'm at a mystery house right now. (laughs) I mean, like breaking news. Are you a news anchor? Breaking news coming straight from friends I'd like to drink with. Dale and Claire are done so. How do you feel about that, Julia? Dude, okay, I know you didn't watch the season, but I'm actually really sad. Like, I thought that they were obviously so in love, and I thought they were going to get married. And they've been doing TikToks, like, a couple of days ago, and then all of a sudden, they're bro- they're broken up. Like, I don't know if you saw, but Dale, like, was lifting Claire up and hit her head, like, on the ceiling, and she had a concussion. Like, do you think that's why they broke up? <laughs> Claire is super mad at Dale right now. Yeah, I'm I'm actually sad though. I really thought they were gonna last, honestly. Oh yeah, everything's good. They're making TikToks five days ago. <laughs> TikTok is everything. Love. It's like Facebook real relationship status that no one has anymore. Dude, seriously. Oh my god, what is 2021? I don't even know what TikTok is. Can someone please slide into our DMs and explain to us what TikTok is? I don't get it. Please slide into our DMs. Also, everyone, please start liking our shit. We get no likes on our posts <laughs> and it's extremely embarrassing. I feel Instagram difficulties. What do I have to do for you guys to like my photo? I'll buy you lunch someday. Like honestly, I'm just desperate for people to one rate and review, please. If you our friends we need that okay we're desperate mm-hmm. also like our instagram post maybe shoot a comment julie and i are the only ones who comment on our instagram it's posts. literally chloe me and my mom like my mom is like our biggest fan which mom i love you but like we do need more fans and speaking of ratings whoever fucking rated us three stars you can go fuck yourself i think i know who we're trying to figure out is this one of our past ex-friends one of our haters is it someone who randomly found our show personally I think I know who it is and I told you who I think it is and I think he's trying (laughs) 
She's still trying to ruin my life, even now. She really is. Also, we are five-star quality. Whoever thinks we're three stars can go listen to a different podcast, like Sophia with an F. Just kidding. I don't know anything about it. (laughs) Or other Bachelor recaps. But I'm telling you, we really spilled the tea. And we have some crazy shit to talk about tonight. And we are definitely five stars. Let's just get into tonight's episode because our dear, dear sister, Sarah Trot, you know... She says it's not the Sarah show, but I think the queen is wrong. This is the Sarah show. This was all about Sarah tonight. Yeah, we didn't even get into the group date that was supposed to be in this episode because Sarah took over so much time. Really bad move, Sarah. I'm just saying we support you, but like, come on. As a player, we thought you were better than this. But our drinking word today, tonight, is Sarah. Every time you hear that word, you take a sip of alcohol because we're going to be talking about her a lot. And we did go to high school with her. So we know a little (laughs) bit of tea. Not a lot. Just kidding. A lot. And Chloe, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm drinking Murphy Good Pinot Noir that I saw through a window, fell in love and had to buy. The first sip I had, I started (laughs) coughing hysterically. Julia then says it's the best Pinot Noir in the world because she used to sell it at the restaurant she used to work at. So I trusted. I used to drink that Pinot Noir. It's Murphy Good Pinot Noir at the restaurant I used to waitress at. I would put a little bit of crushed ice in a paper cup and then I would pour the Murphy Good wine into it. And then I would put a lid on and a straw and it looks like water. And I would just like walk around like sipping it. <laughs> Literally no one knew. Well, my manager knew, but it was pretty chill. And that's why I'm such a good server. <laughs> Your co-workers secret. didn't know. Your manager knew. Like I feel like. that's so cool that he was okay with that but again if you're gonna ever work in hospitality you have to know that drinking on the job is the best thing you can do for your customers and for yourself it's the best you have a lot more fun with you're a better server I swear like you're just like so much nicer your tables like your tables like you more like your feet you're both a little tipsy like beating off each other's energies it's super chill it's super chill okay so should we just dive right into the episode Okay, yeah, let's get into it. So I have some issues with how it started because remember last episode, it ended to be continued with Sarah toppling off the stage. Yeah. This episode begins with Matt on another date with Selena P. Like, did the producers forget that we ended off on a to be continued? Didn't you think that was weird? I thought that was weird. Was it just previewing what was going to happen in that episode? Yeah, but you know, like yeah. when it's to be continued, like ends, it should restart like right at the rose ceremony. Like oh, they get back to the rose ceremony, but that's just like fucking weird. I think they were just trying to add some positivity to this very negative episode. <laughs> Dude, I think they got like new editors and they fucking forgot that they started out a to be continued. Because if you think about it, the editing has been so bad recently, like because they'll end like right before a rose ceremony, but then they'll show a yeah. preview. So we already know who got out. Yeah, they're stupid. They should hire new editors. Us. Anyway, yeah, they should hire us. Dude, we love to edit, even though it's a bitch. Okay, I also have one note. So where they are filming is called Mystic Falls, which is the name of the hometown in Vampire Diaries. Mystic Falls. Oh my god. Do you think that's some foreshadowing? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, let's get into it. So yeah, they have this weird little shot. But then they do go back to the rose ceremony and Sarah's saying she's blacking out. 
she can't be, but she's like able to walk. So that is yeah. a little sad. She was also smiling <laughs> and <laughs> makes a statement that she's never fainted before. Uh, usually people who faint have fainted before. Like, I don't but know. Also, I- also, like she says, I've never fainted before, but she didn't faint. Like she just like kind of like tumbled over and sat down. Like, I think she, she looked sick. Like she looks pale. She looked dehydrated. I don't think she was lying, but like, she didn't but then she was kissing Matt if you were actually in pain and yeah fainted would you want to make out with the guy that you I don't know I mean obviously that's actually an ideal thing to happen but I don't know she seemed pretty normal but yeah I'm not questioning whether or not she was sick or whatever like girl I get you I'm always sick but I don't know if I trust the intention yeah I mean she definitely didn't faint I did think it was funny like I'm I just want to preface this with I'm not a fan of the queen anymore because of how she treated Sarah later in the episode and we will get into it and I do feel bad for Sarah but when Queen Victoria said like about Sarah you need to pull it together and don't think this is the bachelor not the Sarah show I died I thought that was so funny oh my god yeah the queen I'm not gonna lie very upset with her as well but she does come up with some really funny jokes this episode that are just very entertaining. And I was low-key actually thinking they were enjoyable when really her jokes aren't really that enjoyable. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Also, I mean, Sarah, you only live once. Like if you're going to faint to get more time with him, like, yeah, fucking faint. Like I would do that too, but just <laughs> go own for it. it though. Like go for it. Like faint fully. Like don't like stumble, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. That will totally but... give yourself away. Like start throwing up. I don't know. Act like you're really sick. <laughs> Finger down the throat or die. <laughs> All the girls are like, what the fuck is happening? It was interesting because like all the girls were pissed at Sarah like for fainting and or quote-unquote fainting but like it really isn't her fault and like you can tell like you can see like the girls are starting to like spiral with jealousy like you know even before everything that happens in the episode happens and I think it's really interesting like they're all like she doesn't know if she's mentally prepared for this like all this stuff and it's just like a little bit of foreshadowing No, they were all weirdly 100% on board with hating Sarah. And I do kind of want to note something that, you know, all these girls are probably jealous of her. I truly believe that. And when someone's jealous of someone, they act out and their inner demons really come out and they start projecting all these issues. So with all of these girls, I really think that's what's happening. And they're, they're not even allowing Sarah to prove herself at all. One person says hate her and they're all just going with it because she's super pretty. I honestly think that's what's going on. Girls could be ruthless. So I don't know if you yeah, agree I mean, with me, we, Julia. We see it. I know we're skipping ahead, but we see it later on. Like, this is why, okay, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time, like, you know, criticizing Sarah. Like, obviously she fucks up later in the episode, but like, they're so mean to her. It's insane. And you can yeah. see it starting in this rose ceremony. Like, they're literally like you can't faint like you're faking already so like they're already like she has a target on her back already but anyway I think it's cute that um Matt apologized at the rose ceremony yeah and I thought that was really sweet um and then he is cute and so the roses given out are Kayla, Mari, MJ, Anna, Callie, and the queen so Marilyn was eliminated 
why the orchids if he was just going to get rid of her? Like, the producers have such strings on these women. Everything is planned by, you didn't go buy these orchids in a vase for her. You're sending her home. And yeah, of course, they save it for Victoria and Marilyn. And he surprisingly gives it to Victoria, even though I actually really like Marilyn. I mean, he ha- the producers made him give it to Victoria. And dude, it's really interesting because Queen Victoria had it out for Marilyn. And Marilyn got out. And when the queen was making a toast, she was saying that now she has her eye on Sarah and she wants Sarah to get out. And when the queen attacks, she never fucking misses. Never misses. Leave later. Like the queen is fucking annihilating everyone. Yeah, no. So after basically all the girls are doing a cheers with Matt and the camera gets, I mean, obviously just a one person shot of Victoria staring back at Sarah with the the bags under her eyes I'm just dying she's like checking out her prey which is Sarah and Sarah's just like really uncomfortable I don't know looking for no I don't know so weird so weird but yeah so basically there is a commercial break let's get into the next day so the next day Chris Harrison comes to the house and he's checking in on his ladies and he explains that Matt needs to be pushed he has trouble feeling uncomfortable that's so interesting because I feel uncomfortable the majority of my life yeah I totally feel uncomfortable yeah every new experience is uncomfortable Chris Harrison with the I'm a pusher it just it shot me right back to Mean (laughs) Girls when she's like I'm a pusher, Katie. I'm a pusher. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Chris is trying to get so involved in this process. He must be so bored. Okay, this is what I think. I think because Chris now has all the power to create the dates. So he's totally going to fuck up the dates and create them terribly because he wants to fuck with Matt because he wants Matt to realize that Chris is really the one for him. Exactly. He's sabotaging everything, all of the dates to make sure that they go badly. Also, I thought maybe it could have been if Matt ever created the message on the group dates, it would be a message to Sarah being like being comfortable in the uncomfortable because she's super uncomfortable with this process. I had a feeling I was like, wait, is this a message to Sarah? I mean, honestly, maybe. So he explains there's going to be three dates, two group dates, and one amazing one-on-one date. So the first date card is the group date. It's Rachel, Brie, Lauren, Kit, Serena C, Victoria, Kayla, Anna, uh, Kylie, and Katie. And it Mm -hmm. says today is a surprise for everyone. And it's funny because the girls are like triggered because they don't want to go through that capture the heart date that they had last time. And they're all like so nervous. Oh, they are so nervous. Also, they had Sarah read the card, which I mean, come on. Can she get any more camera time? Also, again, you have to drink when we say Sarah, but do you want to go on to the group date and how it starts? And I could introduce yeah. that. Well, first, let's talk about Matt's outfit on the group date. <laughs> he literally looks like Frozone, even more in that turtleneck. Have you seen oh, that meme? No, but he's always wearing turtlenecks. It's turtleneck sweater. It's not flattering, like, on his nose. Like, I think he's super cute, but it, like, makes his nose longer, like, more vertical. This kind of looks like Squidward in a turtleneck. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. And also, I really do think Anna, I love her, but does she have Botox? I mean, it's, her forehead is looking very sharp. 
in a good it's way. Literally because she doesn't blink. That bitch is crazy. I'm sorry. She scares me so much. Her crazy eyes. She has you a lot like more her? camera time. I don't mind her. <laughs> like I kind of like okay. her actually. Okay, so we get to this studio and it's a little dark and mystical and it's Ashley I. And if people don't know who Ashley I is, she is from this guy's, his name is Chris, his season. And she was definitely a villain and she was hilarious. And then she went on to Bachelor in Paradise, chased after this guy, Jared, for years. And then he finally gave in and married her. So we see her reading the words of, I guess, creepy Chris Harrison's novel. Okay. of erotica that he wrote and the stuff that he wrote and she's reading out loud and then he's later on sitting next to her what is going on between Chris and Ashley she's straight up reading his sex fantasy what is happening dude okay <laughs> that was so bizarre first of all Chris plugging his own book why do I want to read it though but also like I don't want to hear about his sex life uh, I don't know like it's kind of like I do but I also don't it's like you don't want to look but you have to kind of thing I am <laughs> Is it just me? I'm sorry. I can't read it with you. Like how we read read 50 Shades of Grey together. I will not read this kind of erotica. I am like so creeped out that Chris Harrison did this. He's an older man writing sex stuff. I mean, go for it if that's your passion. But that really came out of left field for me. No, I agree. That was really weird. Lauren explained, described it really well. She said intimate, sexy, and awkward. A hundred percent. That's exactly what that was. But basically, Ashley, I explained to the ladies that they're going to have to write their own quote unquote love story with Matt, which is just, I don't know, uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. So they find out that they have to actually read this in front of a studio audience, but isn't this still COVID? (laughs) The studio audience is only the other girls. Got it. (laughs) I mean, no one else was in the Chloe, no one else was in the audience. I don't know. I thought that there was like another tier of an audience. I don't know. I don't know. I thought there was a second level for some reason. I imagined an opera house. I don't know. (laughs) This place is giving me this kind of vibe. But okay, I definitely question that. But now I know the answer to that. Obviously, they can't have anyone on their set. That's a positive in COVID. So got to be extra safe. So they go alone and they have to orchestrate this this sexual poem to deliver to Matt. And all the girls are kind of practicing alone in their little corners. Kit talks about Pennsylvania. Victoria's going all out talking to Ashley I for advice. Just beep, 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 beeps times a million. I mean, I don't want to know what she was saying. Chloe, literally that montage of like reading their writing and it's like beautiful and calm. And then Victoria is like beep, 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 I'm fucker, blah, blah, blah. That's literally you and me. Like I was writing and I was like, just gonna be Chloe and I like writing ours. It's like all fucked up and everyone else would be like eloquent. Yeah, that would totally be us. I would just say, the dirtiest things all in one paragraph (laughs) and then go off the stage because I would be so uncomfortable to get deep (laughs) we would totally be like that okay so then the performances start and the jokes arise we start off with this girl Serena C who the all black outfit we start with Matt's performance (laughs) you can't skip his dude come on it was really sexy listen 
Are you? Mm, I think we were watching a different show. First, of I thought all, it was cute, dude. He, he was like reading with his eyes open, with like such a serious face. He literally was like, mm, sticks out his tongue, like lip, licks his lip. I feel like he's not a good reader. Like he, I feel like he was having a hard time reading his own story. And, like, he just, like, legit was, like, had his eyes, like, wide open, like, staring at the woman. I literally yeah. saw what his face was if he was going down on someone. And it, like, was funny. Oh, my God. I just got the vision thinking back about him giving his speech. The way that yes. he stared. Like, it's, like, so, so thoughtful, but, like, really, no, really he weird. Had, he had worry in his eyes. Worry, yeah. Like, oh, shit, what do I do now? I feel like he, he's that guy that goes down on you for, like, three minutes. Like, he tries to do a really good job, but he will never let you finish while eating out. Like, I don't think he would have the patience no, for it. yeah, he's confused like he's worried he's a little boy who needs help like you have to hold his hand to get him through you do. It. he would be like actually no he would not ask what you what your preferences were he would just act no, like what he dude, was doing you can tell he's like a fuck boy like he doesn't even know oh. what the fuck like a woman's body means 100 percent. he doesn't know where the clitoris is he has no idea he's blinded Ooh, a deer in headlights yeah. it's a deer in headlights when he's in front of a vagina yes. he doesn't know what to do he thinks it's weird he just wants to fuck he doesn't want doesn't yeah. want to do oral sex yeah because he's yeah a total fuck boy which we'll go into later there was definitely a lot of hints later on as he had other conversations with other women but yeah, yeah so we see matt's performance i thought it was cute we see that of course they had to bring another audience that included sarah into mm-hmm. the audience and they kept cutting to them and their reactions from now on and trying mm-hmm. to make them feel so uncomfortable I, I believe there's six of them right yeah i mean it's whatever girls were left over interesting okay they're all there But so basically we get to Serena now and she's wearing all black. She looks amazing. I have notes for a few girls. Do we want to go through each performance or do we want to just say the highlights? So I actually skipped through all their speeches. (laughs) I literally could not watch it. I thought it was so cringy. After Matt seeing his eyes bulge out of his head, I was like, I cannot do this. Haley, my sister, like we were screaming. So I watched Katie's speech and I watched the Queen's speech and that's it. So you can say your notes because I literally couldn't watch it. I mean, there's not much. It It wasn't very notable, but Kit said something funny. She was like his thick, long, and then pause. And then of course you're going to think she's talking about his dick, but she said legs. And then I just thought about (laughs) his thick, long legs. thick, long legs. (laughs) I thought it was so funny. And then, yeah, Rachel, I don't know how we feel about her because of everything going on. Despite that, I do like her in this episode. I do. I thought she was actually really funny when she was talking about. Oh, wait, I actually have more info on that situation. Okay, what is it? Please. So basically, there's been like a lot of like people coming out saying that like her friend group in high school would literally bully everyone. Like the friend group was racist and would bully like a lot of different people, like race-based. It seems pretty legit. I mean, I think she grew up somewhere like Georgia or somewhere in the South. Um, You know, like everyone makes mistakes. And like, if she is willing to come forward and apologize for what she did, I don't believe in cancel culture. And I think- you know, she should address it, but she hasn't addressed it. 
And also one other thing about Rachel is if anyone listens to uh, Game of Roses, the podcast, they posted, Rachel like posted a QAnon um, Instagram story. I don't think she realized that it was like a member of the QAnon that she reposted. It was about like human trafficking, but she reposted a QAnon member's Instagram story. Wow. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe in cancel culture either. And if she's willing to redeem herself, like, I mean, people in high school, you do really stupid shit and not saying any of that is okay. But I mean, I'm sure everyone could relate. You're really stupid when you're in high school. So for sure. I mean, I said things, I did things that like, I would, you know, be ashamed of, like, I'm never saying now. But the thing is, it's like, it seems like a lot of her friend groups we're, we're racist yeah I'm, I'm wondering I'm counting down the days until she speaks out I want to know what she has to say to this I don't think she's going to speak out on it I think the I think she goes far so ABC has told her to remain silent on it and I think they're hoping that it will just pass because she has like one of the highest Instagram followings right now I haven't even seen her Instagram the only Instagram I've seen is Sarah's <laughs> we're so obsessed with Sarah <laughs> we know everything about her uh no but this episode is about Sarah and again you should be drinking so going on I thought I guess Rachel was really nervous I thought she did a pretty good job Matt was definitely very turned on by what she had to say and then Katie is just just perfect because Katie's definitely my favorite so in touch with who she is so funny I mean this girl can really bring it I don't know I really like her and then Queen Victoria (laughs) speaks do you wait do you have anything that you want to say about Katie um I mean I thought her speech was really funny her I just like how she's super sex positive and like super Mm -hmm. open I think that's really cool um that's basically it it. the queen speech when she said he kisses her neck and then smacks her ass hard that was hilarious (laughs) oh my god I was (laughs) okay queen victoria I think was so shook that people were actually laughing with what she was saying (laughs) I think she was that was her prime moment as much as I don't like her and what she's done in the rest of the episode those moments of of pure contentment when she was getting laughs when she was performing was pretty priceless that was so funny when she said at the end and he screamed yes queen I thought that was so funny (laughs) she's honestly kind of funny I'm not gonna lie I I think this episode despite her bullying she was being pretty funny (laughs) she had like funny moments in the beginning I just like she was so mean to Sarah at the end like I fucking do not like her I'm sorry like I don't like yeah she was funny but I've never seen such like mean girl energy before and we'll get into it yeah well yeah we'll definitely get into it um Chris Harrison and Ashley sitting next to each other and laughing and like blinding (laughs) their eyes from the content like the girls are like looking down shame like some of them some of them are fun some of them are the total opposite because they're either jealous or I don't know what's going on (laughs) but they're like hand like visor hand on your forehead just like looking down so ashamed (laughs) Oh my god, I know. Dude, Chris was giving me like creep vibes. But yeah. I will say, you know, watching it the first time, 
Sarah was being super annoying, like saying like the sex words were a knife in her heart and she was like crying. Like it was kind of like, yeah, you know what you signed up for. Like you have to be strong in this process. You know what I mean? Definitely. I think she thought that Matt would see her come out of the limo and then just stop the show for her. I truly think that's what she was fantasizing about. But yeah, and then so the camera starts cutting to Sarah making all of these comments about what's going on. And Sarah, of course, goes in saying that it's a wake up call that there are other women. Did you catch that? Like, yeah, after your one on one, it's a wake up call that there's other women. I mean, I don't think she's a, a good player. I would know. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But yeah. So basically it goes to Sarah talking about how she's jealous and blah, 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 blah. And then, so Sarah, she says that, you know, she's not stupid. She just like, didn't like, I don't know. It was going to be like this hard, like, like, and then the producers are constantly <laughs> cutting her reactions, which is obviously leading up to stupid drama. Sarah said that I noted it's like salt on, on wounds. And that's... Yeah, she was being she, fucking like annoying. really dramatic. Like, honestly, don't be like, that girl, Sarah. Like, this is when I started getting disappointed from a game perspective. Because I was like, you were playing this so well. And just based off of last week's episode, you could have made it to final four without doing anything yeah. now no without even but doing that's anything why she fucked up so bad she did but that's why I honestly I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me but I I feel like her feelings of jealousy and insecurity were genuine because I oh, don't think she would yeah. fuck up her game you know because she was playing it as a game she was I don't think she would fuck it up if like she genuinely didn't feel this way well, girl, you got to get control of yourself. Like she just really yeah. let herself, like all of her insecurities, like once you build an awareness, you have to create strategies to get out of that because she was acting so ridiculous. She's, she also noted, which I don't like very much that hearing those things felt dirty and kind of not supportive of the other woman. And it was a game and it's fun. I agree though. Like, I don't think you should like sex shame the other women. Like they were put no. in these, this position, whether they wanted it or not. And you do have to just give it your all, like give it your best, you know? And I didn't like that comment either, but no. let's get into the ninth portion of the group date. So Perfect. it starts off with Rachel and we already talked about her issues. I think he likes her a lot though. Wait, one note just before that. Um, Sarah does, when it goes back to the house, she does note to the girls that she was jealous from that date to the girls who were oh, back yeah. home. And she makes a comment saying, honestly, it was hard for me after spending the whole day together. It made me feel jealous and hurt. If you're playing this game right, you do not talk about that. You don't brag about it because that's so rude. Like that is so rude. The show does not revolve around you. And I, I truly believe no offense, Sarah, you probably were unconsciously doing it, but you were being a little self-centered and you know, sometimes I could be self-centered and you got to build an awareness because you just have to start empathizing with the other girls. And it did not seem like that. Okay. Go on. We see rape. Yeah. So it's Matt and Rachel. They're on a couch. Matt Matt and Rachel, he is giving her like fucking sexy fucking mm. fuckable eyes like he just yeah like, it on her um okay I mean he really likes her but like when he went in for that kiss it was like open mouth like it looked like he was gonna eat her did you notice it was like Rawr. yeah I mean she even noticed she's like you really went in for it like I couldn't wait <laughs> she's like, I feel Whoa. like he just 
he just wants to make out with every single girl in the show <laughs> to build up his makeout ratings. <laughs> oh my god, totally. It's like a tally. Like whenever he kisses a girl, he he has like a little journal in his pocket pocket. Like I had an ex-boyfriend one time. And they thought they were like so indie and like would have like a little notebook in their pocket and like pull it out and like write little ideas. That's what he does is like made out with Rachel Tally Six. Dude, they're sticky notes. They're sticky notes. He's so <laughs> weird. Wait. Oh my god, they're sticky notes that are M shaped. It's like the letter M for Matt. Like make the McDonald's logo. What's the catchphrase? I'm loving it. He's just loving the process. He's here for it. He hates this process. He's like, why did I sign up for this? He has like no idea what's going on. Even these group dates, he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all these girls are talking to me all at once. Like, I'm so <laughs> flattered. Like they love me. In the cutest Dude, way, just, I love Matt. I know. He just like doesn't understand yeah. what's going on. But okay, so it goes back to the girls on the group date. And I do really like how all the women are talking about how the day was super empowering and like they should be proud of themselves. Like that's difficult, especially in our society. And I do have respect for them to be able to do that. And the fact that there are people out there, like everyone has their own beliefs, but who looks down on women who talks about their sexuality. I think women should be completely comfortable with it because men can, we are equals. If women want to talk about sex, they should be able to and not be looked down upon. That's not okay. And yeah, let's talk about our desires. Let's tell Matt what we want in bed so we get it in the fantasy suite, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like with Matt, you got to spell it out for him. You got to write it down. Like you should probably give him the script of your love speech so he can study it and memorize it because that guy, I'm sorry, there's no whole bed in the fantasy suite. Like he's a fucking idiot. He needs a script and he needs some tips on the sticky note. And then, and then we get to Brie who we just love and who we have mutual friends. But I've been talking to a lot of people like after Brie and him, his one-on-one date. And I don't know if there's a lot of chemistry between them. Like when they were talking this date, I don't know, it seemed kind of like neither of them knew what to say, but not in like a cute way. Kind of like he seemed really tired and like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting the vibe. But what do you she think? Low key, she low-key wants to, like, make him pancakes and, like, give him hot chocolate and just put a blanket around him <laughs> and take care of him because he's so tired. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like she, yeah. I feel like she's low-key's mom. That's how I feel like this relationship is. He, She's oh. the mom. He's the son. And, of course, they talk about how Matt loves the unknown. What guy? They want to leave it up to their fantasy. They don't want any hints. What's fucking new, you fuck boy? <laughs> so... So we get we go back to the house. I just want to say this, yeah. and I want to preface it with: I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm not trying to be rude. But yeah. Mari, I didn't even recognize when she didn't have any makeup on. <laughs> I'm sorry, she looks like a different person, right? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Oh my god, people! I must have if you saw what I saw again, I'm not trying to be mean. Like, yeah, everyone looks different without makeup on. Like the other day, I realized, like, wow, I look so much better with makeup on. But Mari, I couldn't even recognize. Like, she looked like a fucking different person. Honestly, though, I do remember throughout the episode there was a shot of her, and I didn't recognize her. So maybe it was that shot. Who knows? Yeah. I just I didn't notice that it was the makeup that was the problem. Uh, but yeah, so Serena P gets the date card. It says let love lead the way am I correct and Mm -hmm. it cuts to Sarah who's like sitting in front of a fire right like in her room (laughs) 
Yeah, that was weird. Like, first, I'm sorry, like, bad move on Sarah's part that she didn't come down with the girls. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think that was smart. But, um, no. Yeah, I was like, okay, she's sitting by this fire. And then I was like, she has a jacket on? Where is she going? And then I'm literally screaming at my TV and I'm like, oh my God, is she about to just go on the group date? Like, She's going to fuck up her entire gameplay in one night. Especially in this game. The women are going to hate you so much. Yeah. Okay. YOLO. Fake the feign if you did to get more time with him. But it's not just Matt you're dealing with. You're dealing with all of these girls and they notice the shit and they hate it. And that's what the show is about. That's what causes drama. Any person that brags or steals time from these girls because it is a game again it's a game. Like it is a game. So yeah, you are definitely going to be canceled in the show. Like they're going to send you home. I agree. I think, you know, she was playing a really good game with Matt and she is playing a good game with Matt still, but she forgets that part of the game is the woman. Like you do need to have the woman on your side. But I also think, you know, the producers got into her ear because obviously this is producer planted. And mm-hmm. I do think like they were like fucking with her and she kind of like fell yeah. for it. But you yeah. do have to remember if you are going to sure. be like the ultimate player, you have to play Matt, you have to play the woman and you have to play the audience. This is yeah. just pure. It's just it's history. You got to you got to look it over because uh, yeah. this happens every single season. And it's so annoying when people play and then they're so stupid about it. Like, yeah, you got to be nice to people. And yeah, I do think her not going down is kind of rude. I do think that if you really want to win, you go down, you suck it up, you deal with the woman. If she would have just talked to them and not hide out in her room, I think a lot of the problems would have been resolved. Let me ask you this. Okay, so like imagine you're on The Bachelor. Yeah. And like, of course, when you're on it, I'm sure everyone feels insecure because you're surrounded by yeah, of course. only one man. Okay, if the producers were like, hey, like Matt, like you're on that season. Matt like wants to see you like you should go see him like we can totally set this up for you would you do it like do you think you would do it I'm just asking I would be like when what time if I knew he was on a group date I would never go she clearly knew they're on a group date but again you did bring in a note I feel like when you are on the show especially during quarantine I don't know I just imagine these women locked up in their hotel rooms they're all going crazy like this is not a normal state of mind so I don't know. Is this a real Sarah? It's just maybe insecure Sarah coming out. And we all have insecure twins that come out sometimes and it's embarrassing. And I don't know, maybe she was just desperate. I, I feel like that is honestly the case. Cause like, think about it. Like when you're in a fight with like someone you're in a relationship with and like you're stressed out because they're not responding to you or something like that. Yeah. For me, like it just like eats me alive and I can't even spend an hour without like contacting them. So imagine being stuck in a hotel room, no phone, no nothing to like distract you. And then the producers are like, oh, here's an opportunity to go see him. I honestly would take it. I feel like, but I would fuck myself. Like you need to be smart enough to say no. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so Sarah is staring straight into the fire. She's so confused on what to do. To go home, she needs to talk to Matt or else she's going to die. She's so excited. She starts walking there with her green jacket. She starts walking up the staircase. The producers are following her with the camera. She looks back a little bit, has some fun. So the producers lead her right to where Matt and Katie were talking on the couch. And as we see before, 
him and Katie were having a lovely conversation about her being comfortable with talking about her sexuality. (laughs) She interrupts Katie and Matt and Katie. Wait, did you see it when Matt turns around to see who it is? It's so abrupt, like the way that he turns back around and talks to Sarah. No, I didn't notice, but I saw Katie's face and her eyes got like so fucking big. Holy shit, it was like Matt's eyes when he was reading his love speech. Oh my gosh, it was. It was so crazy. It was so intense. So then she steals Matt. Katie's very polite, kind of leaves, kind of confused. Yeah, she's kind of like, what the fuck happened? Like, I was talking to Matt. This is just weird. (laughs) I was having such a good time because I feel like they could have actually had a great conversation. But she goes back to the woman (laughs) and she tells them that she was interrupted. And Victoria goes, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, why is she saying her name like that? Sarah? Dude, the queen is like, honestly, is she from Canada? She's from Canadian, so funny. Dude, but she's like, she has like this weird accent, the queen. But how funny was it when after Katie told them that Sarah interrupted and the queen goes, well, you know, I would be fine interrupting like my own group date, but I would never do that to someone (laughs) else's group date. Victoria is shook because she's already jealous of Sarah and now she's having reason to kicking her out so she's like oh yeah I could kick her out by being mean to her so that's what she starts kind of doing but she's like Katie go back go back and Katie's like oh gosh this is too much confrontation for me you can tell she was a little nervous okay well I feel like we should talk about what Sarah and Matt did kind of talk about like she basically said it's been hard for her um after that group date because she opened up to him and it's hard for her to like watch other people do this. I mean, that's basically it. It's what she's been complaining about like the majority of the time. Um, and ov- obviously the women are pissed. And I would be mad as well if I was on that group date because Sarah could have waited until her own group date. Yeah, and she just had a one-on-one. <laughs> and Chris Harrison did note purposely in the beginning of the episode that every girl is going to have time with him this week. So she could have waited. But someone doesn't think about someone else's feelings, only her own. But, you know, we all have been there. So, yeah, they talk. And then Katie comes back. And <laughs> Sarah's like, five more minutes. And Katie's like, And Katie's two. like, two. <laughs> and then Katie is... That. Okay, Katie is in the corner doing something with her hands. Do you think she was on a phone? Did you see that? It seems so normal for us to see someone in a corner looking down, touching a little device. I think she was on a phone. Do they like block certain apps that you can be on? No, they don't. You're not allowed to have your phone. She was straight up on a phone. You're not. She stole the producers. She's texting her brothers. She's texting her cousins. (laughs) She's Instagramming. She's texting her cousins. She's like, Sarah Trot just stole my date time. But anyway, so yeah, it's super awkward because, you know, Sarah should honestly leave but she's not leaving. And I kind of loved how Katie was like, yeah, she moved in the corner and then she was like sitting on the couch like next to them. I was dying. I thought it was really funny. Um, Katie is funny and I think she's mature. I think it's what she's doing is funny and but she also thinks about other people's feelings, but she's just like so over Sarah, like Sarah go. So they get up. Sarah makes him walk her out, of course, because she such an Aries. And hey, that's a good move, like to make him walk you out. Like, of course, you get more time. It was smart. But like, 
Of course you would have him walk her out, take off the trash, do the dishes, all of the dirty work. (laughs) They're kissing behind like that wardrobe or that room separator thing. And Katie was right there. And I thought that was fucked up. I think what we should do is really focus when when Sarah isn't on camera and the shit that she's doing. And that is fucked up. I would never kiss the guy in the game knowing that someone was still in the same room. I mean, come on. What are you doing, Sarah? Is this all an act? Like, what is real and what is fake? <laughs> like, come, yeah. I'm trying to defend you, but I mean, this is weird. No, this situation was weird. I mean, she fucked up. Like, she shouldn't have done this. So she yeah. goes back to the other girls. <laughs> and I thought it was smart that she tried to apologize, but it was also yeah, like, well, you already did it. So what's, you know, she should have like came in, asked them if it would be okay, like explain the situation exactly. and then go and talk to him. Like, not apologize after the fact. However, I do think it was really fucked up that all the girls were mad at Sarah because, like, she wasn't telling them the specific details, like, about her conversation with Matt. And personally, like, I do think a main part of her struggling is because of her dad. And I just don't think the show is showing it. Like, I do think her dad, the situation with her dad is, like, another, a bigger part of why she's upset. And so she doesn't want to share these details with the girls, but the women are just getting mad at her being like, well, you didn't show us anything anyways. And I think that was kind of fucked up because you should respect the privacy because it is. Yeah. But she didn't talk about anything private when she was talking to him. There wasn't a lot to say. That's what I mean. I think that the show cut it out. Like I'm saying, I think her dad was more of a factor and she talked about it with Matt but I don't think the show like showed it. That's okay, my opinion. I don't know. That's really fucked up of the show not showing it. What I will say is what the fuck was the queen wearing? <laughs> she was wearing this like pink like polka dot dress with a leather jacket. I'm sorry. Like this is when I started getting over the queen and that was the ugliest outfit ever. I think sorry. she's always had ugly outfits. She really doesn't know how to dress. A queen would not dress like that. Yeah, the crown is crooked. The wedding dress that she chose out of all the wedding dresses? That one? Her rose ceremony dress last episode looked like it was from, like, fucking um, Forever 21. It probably is. I know exactly what Forever 21 she goes to because she lives in Los Angeles. So it's probably somewhere weird. She definitely lives in Glendale and not just... (laughs) I was just going to say Glendale. She bought it at the Galleria. (laughs) Basically, yeah, Sarah apologizes. They're all mad at her, whatever. They're kind of, I think they're kind of being assholes, the woman, but whatever. They are. Sarah, like, leaves. She's crying. And then the queen follows her and she says, Sarah, I come with love. Swear. (laughs) She did not come with love. And then Sarah's like, yeah, they hold hands. I feel it too. I feel your heart. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But yeah, Victoria wasn't going in with love. She was coming in to ask questions. Which again, kind of a hypocrite for what she's been preaching. But so yeah, they talk and then Katie comes in and then Katie's just obviously talking about how what she did was wrong. And Sarah's like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there wasn't really much between that conversation. And then the camera goes back to the woman. Oh, there was a part that I have to know. Sarah is being interviewed and she's like, the other woman wouldn't understand what I'm going through because I'm farther along than everyone else. Kind of like narcissist thing going on. I mean, yeah, you guys had a great one-on-one, but it's not the Sarah and Matt show. It's, um, 
no, I agree. I agree. I thought I thought that comment was a little out of context. Yeah, I mean, she, I feel like she was kind of like more crying because she realized that she fucked up and that the producer yeah. fucked with her and now she has a target on her back. Like, I do think she's like, because she's smart. I do think she's kind of realizing like her edits gonna, might be fucked. Oh yeah. Well, when she was like walking out right after speaking to the girls, though, I thought this was really weird. She's like, I have a target on my back, blah, blah, blah. Didn't you think about this before you went on a group date? Like, come on. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it, Sarah. I want to. I don't know. I just don't know what's going on. This is, again, reality TV. Things are very scripted sometimes. Yeah. So do I trust it? I I don't know. Like, watching her, like, yeah, she fucked up. But this is just, like, watching her, she was honestly struggling. And I do think the producers got in her head and were saying things that were, like, fucking with her. And it seemed like this was, like, the most genuine, in my opinion, that I saw her. She has, like, no friends on the show. Like, everything is sad. Matt wraps up the date because, of course, the producers are, like, no more time, even though there's probably more time. And I do feel bad for the woman because half of them didn't get to talk to him, and that's pretty fucked up. Uh, Rachel gets the rose, and they're all just, like, fucking mad at Sarah. And again, when we when we talk about Sarah, we're also talking about the producers and them being involved in their little game that they're playing together. Because obviously the producers are kind of manipulating Sarah. I don't know. Sarah definitely came in with a game. She came in with intention. But again, I do think she had a game and the producers may have had a big say, but she is not playing the game right. Sarah is a millionaire and all the other girls only have a dollar. She is really taking away their time. This show is literally the Sarah show. Yeah, so Rachel gets the the date rose, which was super cool. I mean, we don't know any more deets. I feel weird talking about her. But again, if you were to redeem yourself, I do think Rachel is, she seems cool on the show. Like if I were to she not know anything, cool. I would, I would think she's cool. She gets the rose. Obviously she's sitting right next to Matt. Matt really likes her. Like I, I think he really wants to get to know her. So I think she does go pretty far. I agree. So basically it's the next day. Did you notice this when they showed the sign of Nemecolon? It straight up looked like the sign at the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> Did you see that? I had like flashbacks. <laughs> no, but I totally get it. <laughs> oh, I want to go to the weird. zoo. Dude, no, we need to boycott the zoo. It's no chill. Um, you should go oh, to Wild Animal I like Park. The- I was going to just yeah. correct Wild Animal Park. But it's, doesn't the zoo own the Wild Animal Park? I know. Yeah, but the Wild Animal Park, the layout for the animals is so much better. Like, it's more Yeah, natural. and they rescue. But, all of their animals are rescued. Yeah, but the San Diego Zoo does do a lot of good things for, um, like, wildlife organizations. Uh, but I don't know. Dude, you yeah. know, I don't know. Okay, so back at the house, Katie tells the other woman what Sarah did because the women don't know. And um, basically, Sarah hasn't seen anyone, and she's back on that brown leather couch by the fireplace, thinking. I need to say, when they're all like sitting around, and all the women, and Sarah's not there, and Serena's about to go on her one-on-one, and the Queen goes, Queen Victoria goes, tell um to Serena, she says, tell Matt Sarah sucks, and then all the girls laugh. That is. Yeah straight up high school bullshit that's so mean and unnecessary I think it's coming out of everyone's insecurities it's like Sarah's insecurity is like the this big virus bubble and it's all just 
also letting everyone else's insecurities out because they may have insecurities? Yeah, no, I mean, everyone's insecure <laughs> and obviously jealous of the time that she has. Like, yeah. that's why they're upset. But, like, to say, like, tell Matt Sarah sucks and ever the whole group is laughing, that's just mean. Like, yeah. that's just, like, mean, in my opinion. It's definitely mean. I am not defending that. I feel really bad for Sarah. But I do think it's weird that Sarah is, like, in her room. And if you really were to actually put in some effort that shit wouldn't have been said and she could have cooled down that fire pretty fast if she really wanted to to be honest just have a uh, show your heart that you say that you have and I believe you have to these women she really doesn't she doesn't get very vulnerable she doesn't want to talk a lot but again under these kind of cameras and these producers and what she's going through the state of mind I can't empathize I don't know what she's going through so yeah sometimes maybe you want to be in your room and you want to be laying in your bed and you want to take a bath and yeah, now I'm actually feeling all the feels. Okay, I get it, Sarah, why you're in your room. But yeah, I mean, we don't know. Everyone has their own story. But what is she? <laughs> she must have a lot of free time, though, in her room, though. I feel like I'd be itching to socialize. <laughs> Me too. But I feel like she definitely is, like, stressed oh, out through going it. through yeah, it. Yeah, so then yeah. Matt comes into the group, and mm. he's going to take Serena P on her mm. one-on-one. But then he addresses the group and realizes that Sarah's not there. <gasps> And so he goes to find Sarah, which pisses the woman off even more, which I, I'm sorry, I loved, I love to see it. Like, they were so mad, but it's not Sarah's fault. Like, Matt chose to go and find her. But yeah, he but goes maybe she knew Sarah's he was going room. to. Maybe. But he knows. goes into Sarah's room and just, like, jumps on her. And it looks like he's literally crushing her. Like, she looks like she's in pain. I thought that was like hot. I was like, I kind of want to be Sarah right now. I mean, that's that's so hot that he's like, he just hops on to you and you're just like, oh, your warm body on top of me. I'd be so happy. Yeah, but she looked like she was in pain. Like she did not look comfortable at all. Like she was like, what are you doing? I thought it was really funny. Wait, can we please, before we talk about this, before we talk about Sarah, can we talk about the GEZ situation? please okay please I think we should note this so people have a better I'm not saying it will give you a better perspective on Sarah I don't we don't know her but we do have some paparazzi photos of her and G-Eazy and if anyone knows who G-Eazy is G-Eazy is the biggest man whore there is to ever exist I don't know if she went on one date I don't know if they dated we don't have any details but she dated G-Eazy who is kind of gross now to be honest yeah, it was interesting because, like, I guess, like, so these photos were, like, about a year ago, mm-hmm. and they came out, and no one knew who it was, and it was Sarah, and then now the whole internet is, like, oh, we finally figured out who this was, but, like, Sarah, like, she, that's why she does seem a little sus, Yeah, because she's hanging out with you easy, it's kind of weird. She's sus because what are her intentions on being on the show? I'm just saying... Being on the show provides a lot of financial security. You get an automatic verified badge on Instagram, which makes you go very far in life nowadays. And yeah, what are her intentions on the show? If I were to go on the show, my intention would be to find love. Is this this girl's (laughs) intention? I don't know. Is she finding love? I don't know. But we thought it was weird. Jasenia, who I actually really like, did note she's like, she's begging for validation. And at this point, she kind of really is. 
Wait, did you notice MJ's bags under her eyes? Okay, literally, I'm sorry. I thought MJ MJ was chill. She's not chill. She was fucking losing it. And we will get into it when the girl straight up. Bullying is a very strong word to use, but I feel confident saying they were literally bullying her. MJ was hanging out with Sarah a lot of the time that we see on cameras when Sarah's in a group setting. She's hanging out with MJ. Mm. MJ's in an interview. She's saying that she's manipulative. I thought they were friends. I'm shook. I'm confused. So they go into the living room. She claims that she's going, she, she packed her bags this morning and that she wants to leave yeah. and that she's ready to go. It didn't really seem like she was ready to go, but he does not want her to go. He said that that would be a tragedy. He had to write this play after just so devastated when Sarah leaves. But yeah, he obviously really wants her there. He really likes her. And like, I don't know, he's really sweet. He was like, I would come to the house every single day just so you knew that I was thinking of you. Like he genuinely really likes her. And I think it's sad that their time was cut shorter. Definitely. She could have been bottom four, maybe bottom three, maybe bottom two. I don't know. She could have gone extremely far on the show. And it was definitely fucked up by the woman and their jealousy problems. But yeah. And he mentioned that after their date, he was on cloud nine. And (laughs) now I'm getting, okay, guys, I've had so much wine I am getting very sad about the possibilities of where Matt and Sarah could have gone. However, chatty broads do think that Sarah has a 95% chance of being back on the show because of all of her camera time. They think she's coming back. She'll go. I think she'll be on Paradise. For sure. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, again, I do think it's annoying that she did take more time, though, from the girls because they're, like, making out and shit. It's not like they're actually really having... I mean, he he convinced her to stay in a second. It was kind of like she did seek for validation. I get it. That's my love language, words of affirmation. So I feel like I would be seeking the same thing. But that's what she wanted, and that's okay. And I think that the women obviously are not okay with this, though. And The, the women are just being like, they're just so pissed, and they're yeah. so jealous of like the so attention jealous. he's giving her that like they're just becoming these mean girls and honestly they're like saying that it's interesting because they're like psychoanalyzing her and they're saying like oh she's manipulating him like they're she's using taking his kindness you know like she doesn't actually want to leave when like jokes on them like she actually does leave and so that's like the fact that she does actually leave spoiler I think says a lot about the situation and I don't know like I don't know these women are assholes to me they really are they're pretty terrible and like not one woman spoke up during this I mean I thought it was weird that all of the girls turned on her so fast without asking any questions and it's because well I mean I guess they kind of want a girl to leave because it's one less girl but again consider her feelings because I can't imagine what she's going through but yeah so basically what happens is they make out all this stuff Matt comes back down addresses it to the woman that he would do this for anyone who felt this way which I thought was cute but again you really like Sarah and you should just own that like he he does really like her but again yeah yeah. say that I I think 
Serena did a really good move because it sucks that her one-on-one date began with Matt going to talk to Sarah but she instead of like acting like most of the girls she just like made the most of it and like kept her energy high and I thought that was really good it was a great change of scenery also when the woman when Victoria said tell Matt that Sarah sucks she's like I don't want to bring that that into this so I thought she was extremely positive and she's a trooper and yeah I thought it was a great escape a great retreat from this shitty shitty day and this horrible energy I can't even imagine being in that room I would fucking die of flames I mean I can't even imagine how toxic that energy is and who knows how Sarah felt I feel like she felt extremely horrible and yeah okay so we get to Serena who is just the cutest thing super cute Matt has a turtleneck on again like he just loves these turtlenecks (laughs) they go horse riding and she's just like super cute and flirty and I really like it they have a picnic and Matt says Mm -hmm. he's never had a cheese board before because he's not a big wine drinker I'm sorry he just went down a level on hotness for me because he's never had a charcuterie board I know that's weird you don't have to be a wine drinker to eat a charcuterie board I thought it was weird but I thought Serena was giving some really nice advice with the pre-cheese and the jam and I don't know she really knows what she's talking about and I think it's very weird I want to eat cheese boards with my man and you better have some cheese knowledge. Like, do you just want cheddar cheese and Triscuits or do you want some brie cheese prosciutto and some crispy, thin rosemary olive oil chips? Oh my God. Your eyes just got like sharp. (laughs) I'm getting serious. This is weird. Like if you only want cheddar cheese, I'm out. I agree, but did you notice that they were laying like their ingredients for their cheese board on like like a cloth? It wasn't that a plate. Is so it was like a not cloth. sanitary, not, not hygienic at all. Or ants gonna crawl into that cheese, and you're gonna be eating ants. That's disgusting. That is so disgusting. Well, ants do taste like pepper. I tried once when I was younger. Maybe it'd make it a oh. little bit more peppery. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, it's really weird. My cousin dared me to, and I, I had to try it. Um, we're a small one in my life because nowadays I would never eat an ant because we're all equals. We're all equals on this planet. We're equals to insects, trees, plants, animals, everything. But yeah, so the state is like super cute. And Serena is just such a breath of fresh air from these toxic women. And I really like her. Well, actually before this, I thought it was really creepy that Sarah was staring out the window when they were <laughs> exiting onto their date, which I actually actually thought was funny. I was like, Sarah, you're actually kind of cool. But yeah, so they start having a conversation. Sarah's, uh, not Sarah, but you better have drank when I said that. Uh, Serena says that her dad doesn't agree with this process. Did you get that? But Mm -hmm. I thought it was really mature of her to talk about how she wouldn't have gone on the show if she wasn't ready. And I do think now that the show has been completely washed with these fake bitches, the show really is about being engaged and it's not about dating. I can't, I can't even think about the last, <laughs> there isn't a winners that have actually gotten married, not saying marriage is the way to go. I don't believe in marriage, but again, that's <laughs> what the show is. You're literally, he's getting down yeah. on a knee in two months. And I do think that Serena P is completely marriage material. I was sold. <laughs> I mean, I think she's adorable. I really like yeah. her, but did you did you realize she's only twenty two years old? What? Yeah, she's I'm only twenty two. S- okay, well, she's not or ready older for marriage. Than her. 
Yeah, yeah I'm not getting married like, until like Julia when do you re- <laughs> if you're ever ever gonna get married how many years from now would that be um I wouldn't get married till I was like if I mean I again we neither of us believe in the institution of marriage but yeah if I had to I wouldn't be till I was probably like 35 so Me 10 too. plus years yeah, that's my thing. 22. <laughs> oh 22. my gosh. Uh, I mean, oh I'm not going to judge. I don't know you girl, but that's very early. I think that's weird. So I thought it was cute that she told the producers that she's falling in like, because again, it's not realistic to fall in love in a date. And I thought that was adorable. And I don't know. I think she's so cute. But then of course the camera has to cut to this toxic, horrible, horrible atmosphere. It goes back to the house and um, all the girls are talking about Sarah again. And it's like, maybe ladies, you should focus on your relationship with Matt instead of Sarah. Like they're talking about her a lot. I mean, everyone think about it. You're in, like, you're in this situation and you're the, you're alone. You don't, everyone hates you. Like that sucks. And people are being extremely rude and mean, and they're talking shit about you. No matter what you could have done to get that kindness is always the answer. And none of these women are giving her any kindness. And imagine if you were that person. I'm sorry, Sarah. I feel very bad. So we cut to this beautiful dinner portion of the date with Serena. We enter with this candlelit dinner between Serena P and Matt. And Serena was looking (laughs) so hot with her high ponytail. This girl is gorgeous. Matt is just obviously not good enough for no he's cute but I just I feel like this now that I know that she's 22 I'm so shocked but she seems so mature she kind of starts talking about how her dad doesn't agree with the process and Matt's mom I guess came in super supportive of everything that's going on and she did note that she was prepared for the show and how I think it takes a lot for a woman to be prepared to be in this kind of show. They cheers to something. Do you have, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Did they cheers to Jesus? (laughs) The producers wish. (laughs) (laughs) Unconventional living against the norm because they just Mm. don't believe in the norm, man. And I totally get it. It's like you emphasize that text message. Yes. And we... (sighs) What are the turtle talks? Yeah, they had an inside joke with turtles because Serena during the day was like, who has a turtle as a pet? And Matt was basically like, do turtles give a lot of comfort? And I feel him on that. But what I noticed on the night portion of the date was, I feel like he's been saying the exact same things, like the same phrases to the woman. He keeps saying, I could see myself with someone like her. I feel that. I like that. I can marry her. Like he said, he's actually been saying the same things. And I am a little worried for him. Like, I wonder if he's actually genuinely like connecting with any of these women or knows how to. I think that too. Wait, bottoms up, Julia, because I'm getting tipsy. I looked at my glass and it's empty. And I remember pouring it five minutes ago. (laughs) My glass is so full now. 
I love it. You have to drink it all because I'm just having, oh, I tried pouring it with the lid on. (laughs) What is wrong with me? I do think that there's a book that's passed down from bachelor to bachelor of sentences to say because they all say the same shit. Like they're looking for marriage. They're all religious. There's definitely some weird shit going on. He definitely practiced with Tyler Cameron before her. He'd be like, okay, Matt, this is what you have to say. You could see yourself falling in love with this person, marrying her, having children, growing old. And Matt's like trying his best to repeat those sentences perfectly, but it's not just up to Tyler Cameron's standards. Yeah, no, like Tyler's totally like coaching him. They're like, he's coaching him like emotionally and verbally, like what to say, but also they're like working out on the Peloton and they're like going on rides. They're like doing sit-ups and like, whenever like Matt sits up, Tyler's like, and what do you see to a girl? Like, I feel you. Fine, you get a donut. (laughs) I think instead of FaceTime, they Skype all the time. And I think they, that was a part of the deal. Matt gets gets to FaceTime Tyler Cameron if he gets to be The Bachelor all the time. Yeah. But it was interesting, like, listening to their conversation, Serena and Matt, because Serena asked Matt, like, oh, like, what's your past um, relationship? (gasps) And Matt says, oh, my my last relationship was a year ago and it was for four months and it broke off because he didn't want to be it didn't he didn't want to label yeah four months is literally like fucking middle school shit so you can't even count that and then you find out it ended because they had to put a title on it like so you weren't like a serious relationship like okay Matt you're basically a fuck boy who's never had any type of relationship He's definitely a fuckboy. And then again, he does live in New York City. Guys in New York City don't commit. Uh, okay, so what, the what's the vibe of the guys in New York City? What's the vibe of guys in New York City? They all work hard, play hard. They're all extremely successful, put work first. They do not put women first. Okay, think about an Aries. That's what New York City is. That's what I feel like the energy is. Everyone just wants to fuck and then leave and then go back home and then wake up early and go to work and have a green smoothie. Uh, People don't have time for a relationship. Like, to be honest, like everyone's so stressed out with their commute or shit that's going on. Everyone lives in the shittiest, smallest apartments. I mean, if you're rich, you have a great apartment. But again, you have to work a lot, which means you don't have that much time to play. So things better get on super fast. (laughs) And guys do not commit. Yeah. Mm, Okay, so that's basically Matt. And so um, she says like she's been in one serious relationship. She thought it was a one and it was like a really hard, the breakup was a really hard time for her. And I totally understand like breakups are honestly the worst pain, like one of the worst pains you can experience in life. Like a real hard breakup is is just like heart shattering, like literally. And you can tell this person was everything to her, the way she was explaining it. Like I could feel that pain. She's only 22, but I also, I feel like maybe because she's so young, like maybe this was like yeah. a high school sweetheart, someone she met in yeah. college and they dated for like it a It has to be, and, right? Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> she's 22. Um, and also I, well, I think she's just adorable. The falling in like thing is extremely cute because again, you can't fall in love. And of course he says that she could be someone he could end up with, of course. Yeah. And yeah, so feelings are mutual for Matt. He feels, I guess, the same way that she feels about him. And he validated everything that she said. And he offers her the rose. I mean, obviously. 
is this man going to go into a hot tub with every woman and his fucking yeah. bathing suit? Ew. I hope they clean that hot tub, though, because it's the same hot tub they've been using for every date. Ew. Ew. That's disgusting. And I feel like other people on the crew, like, hop in after once we're done with work. <laughs> I mean, I would, too. <laughs> I just picked up pizzas. I want a fucking trip in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, so that shit is filled with a bunch of bacteria. Everyone is so dirty, and they're just putting in their COVID germs. Fucking in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah but Matt is like such a big person like the water only covers like below his nipples and so like (laughs) I don't know it's just weird I low-key wanted to be in the hot tub with them though like they were having a lot of fun I was a little jealous um so we cut back to the house and of course they're talking about Sarah okay this is the one funny thing that I think Victoria said and I'm going to say it Sarah doesn't need Matt she needs a Xanax. <laughs> oh, that was funny. This that girl funny. needs some Xanax. I think Sarah, uh, I talked about it with my roommate. I, I feel really bad for her. She, she seems extremely fragile. I think every time she's on screen, she's extremely nervous and anxious. And I feel very bad for her. Cause like, I mean, we could relate. Uh, she seems nervous every time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I do feel bad. Like there's like something going on. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I feel bad for her. She's obviously dealing with a lot, but like, okay, so this flashback back to the house is when these women get nasty. And honestly, yeah, yeah, the Xanax comment was funny, but this, this scene starts with the queen saying, um, oh, we're missing Sarah. And then Anna goes, our best friend, Sarah. And then Kit says, oh, I don't really miss her. And this is literally girl that's really mean. mean. And I'm going to be back and be like, Victoria, like you're missing Sarah. You're focused on Sarah. Why don't you fucking fix your eye infection? Like there's something wrong with your eye. Like, why don't you just focus on your relationship with Matt? That's what every, sh- it's just like, they get so involved with the woman and bullying and they're just, they're just being extremely, extremely rude. Um, so basically, I mean, they did say something about how silence can be louder than words. I mean, Sarah obviously doesn't feel comfortable coming down. I think, again, I've already said this. I do think Sarah could have fixed it with a lot of kind words. But again, maybe she was too anxious. I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to be in front of 30 women. I feel like it was honestly like producer based. Like the producers were probably like, oh, you should just stay in here. You should stay in here. Yeah, she should have came down. It would like fight the fire like a lot. but. She does eventually come down when the next date card comes out. Okay, this <gasps> woman, like, lose it because MJ is it. like, Sarah should just pack her bags and go home. Like, you're being so fucking dramatic. Sarah addresses all of the women, and she apologizes to them. Yeah. And she does really look like she's, like, hit a breaking point. And she explains that she was going to go home that night. And so I think she's just, like, honestly overwhelmed. But the woman, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. I just have to get into it. Like, okay. Queen Victoria says she doesn't know Sarah. Sarah's like, I feel like you women know me. Queen Victoria goes, she doesn't know Sarah. She doesn't know her heart. This Victoria's being fucking mean. Like a fucking yeah. mean girl. Anna's face, like, is literally, like, the bitchiest face. And Sarah just keeps apologizing, keeps apologizing. And they will not accept her apology. 
And Serena uh, C is basically saying like, you're manipulative, you're toxic, you're calculated. And the queen is like, yeah, you're all three of those things. And then Kit says the rest of her living situation is going to be horrible um, if she stays here. And then um, Kit says she never wants to see or hear her name ever again. This is literally bullying. They're literally threatening her saying if she stays, her life here is going to be a living hell. The issue that I have here is, yeah, Sarah fucked up. She shouldn't have done that. But she's apologizing. And she's, yeah, like, all you can do is, like, apologize. And people need to accept the apology. Yeah. Like, blatantly, Queen Victoria said, you can apologize 20 times. I'm not going to accept your apology. Okay, so if you're not going to accept her apology, what are you going to do? Keep bashing her? Yeah. That's not okay. No, I truly believe that if someone is sincere with their apology it should be all forgiven and start over I mean I mean obviously different circumstances require different things to be done but I think that this apology could have recovered it I don't think that realistically in the show it would ever be forgiven but I do think that her saying sorry should have maybe touched a little bit of the woman especially because she did look so broken and I do think everyone let like their inner demons really come out during this moment I will note though that there Anna did make a a different point I'm just because like I mean I'm on Sarah's side at this point but Anna says like you think you have it bad like you had a one-on-one we've been here like she's barely had time with him I mean again Sarah did have a one-on-one but I, I mean I don't know we weren't here in this situation. So we don't know what's right or wrong. But even when there's wrong, there's always a chance to be kind. And these women did not choose kindness. They chose to let their insecurities win and be mean and bully this girl. And the main girls were like Victoria Kit, other girls. Um, but no one else spoke out, not even Katie, who later on talks to, talks to her. But again, our sweet Abigail did speak and she was not yeah. a fan of Sarah either. So that, but I don't kind of- care. I don't, I yeah. don't give a fuck yeah. if Abigail went at Sarah too. If 30 women are going after one girl, yeah. you should shut no. your fucking mouth and not attack this person. Someone no, should no. have like, I know it's hard to like go up and stand up against a crew, like a group of women, but like imagine how Sarah must have felt like that is not okay. No. This- Kit and Victoria and other girls were straight up bullying her and no no matter like what her actions were she did not deserve this at all and I hope the women are watching this episode and feel like fucking assholes because I hope they do and can we also note so we grew up with Sarah she grew up with basically like the same group of kind of people that we grew up with and I mean, Julia, after our trauma from high school and going through all the shit we went through, can you imagine going through that and having 30 women talk to you like that? It really seemed like high school. And I think it could have maybe flashed her back to that. And let me just say, I wasn't the best ever. Julia wasn't the best ever. We weren't amazing people in high school, (laughs) but people fucking sucked at our high school and people were mean and girls would eat each other up. So I can't imagine yeah. having that experience, having who knows LA experience with G's and all that shit. And then going into this and having these girls be so cruel. 32 plus, I don't know how many girls against one is never okay. And I felt extremely empathetic towards what Sarah was going through. 
So basically what happens was they're fighting. Victoria says that she's monopolizing. This is not the Sarah show. All this shit. They all start walking away. She tries to talk to MJ and MJ walks away from her. It's kicking like a horse when they're down. Like no one is giving her the benefit of the doubt. They had this conversation going into it, knowing that they weren't going to accept her apology And I'm sorry, people have done much worse on The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. I understand everyone's frustrated. They have a right to be mad. But for someone to be crying and continuously apologizing to them and to not accept someone's um, apology says a lot about you, not her. Because at least she can apologize and you guys can't accept it. That's not okay. I feel very strongly about this and I fucking don't like any of them anymore. I like Katie and that's honestly it. Yeah, I I don't think I expected a lot from all the other women. Um, I do want to note that <laughs> when Kit threatened Sarah, there was a moment when Victoria laughs and like smiles yeah. and it was very evil and malicious. And I think that she was like, oh, damn, I'm not the only evil one. And I think these girls, I mean, maybe those other girls didn't speak up because they're scared of Kit and Victoria. I don't know, but I do feel extremely bad for Sarah being isolated from people would be my biggest fear and having no one on your side and thinking that you're wrong. And even if, even if she was, I think that, you know, she did wrong. I do think she should have owned it because a lot of the villains on the bachelor usually do own it. She doesn't, she apologizes. I think she may have had a plan and maybe a little bit of ill intention, but to win for herself. It's only about herself and that's okay. I don't think she ever wanted to hurt anyone else. So that's all that really matters. Yeah. Like this woman is innocent. She truly just wants to just feel good and have her time with that. <laughs> and these women were yeah. being so rude and no one backed Sarah up at all. And she was isolated, isolated. It was horrible. Yeah, it was it was honestly like super hard to watch and I yeah. I I watched the episode twice and it still was like yeah. very difficult to watch them just like go after her but basically so Sarah yeah, that scene leaked and and then um there's another shot the next day of Sarah crying on that same brown leather couch again and the girls this is what's annoying is like the girls are complaining that she won't come out of her room and they she still hasn't been with them but why the fuck would she be with you after that also imagine going through this and you can't like julia if i were ever on the show i would want to call you and talk to you and be like oh my god this is what's happening these are the girls this is what's happening she can't talk to any of her friends she can't talk to any of her family she can only talk to producers who truly want the worst for her because they want the best ratings on tv so this girl has no one to talk to i'm gonna be in my room like i'm gonna isolate myself but is she is she wearing the same sweater or is it like it's similar it looks is it the next day or is it the same day I'm just I'm confused that's why I'm asking the question I I think it is the next day just a little different like neutral pattern going on I feel like it's the next day it could be later on I'm not really sure but basically Katie comes in to check on Sarah and she basically says like yeah it was hard to watch and she doesn't agree like what happened and I do wish Katie would have spoken up, but I understand, you know, it is difficult. And yeah. Sarah basically says she's going to leave. I thought it was so strong of Katie to mention that she should explore her relationship with Matt 
because who knows what is there. These women are sabotaging her relationship with Matt, which could have been amazing because they're jealous and they want to win. She is swallowing her win for Sarah. And yeah, again, do you want to be with a man who doesn't explore a relationship and is unknown? We all know Matt is obsessed with the unknown. So, (laughs) I mean, it's inevitable that it's going to creep up on them. And of course, she doesn't want to be be the backup plan. And so, of course, mad respect for Katie. So we get to a very serious. Sorry, I just ate a bite of a chocolate covered pretzel. Did you hear that? (laughs) No, (laughs) I didn't. How delicious was it? How delicious oh was it? Oh my God, it was salty and sweet. Oh. They're like these pretzels from Ohio. They're like super special. <laughs> They're so special. So big. So big that I was testing. I was testing to see if I could eat during this podcast and it worked. Okay, continue. I'm it worked. I didn't bite. hear. Um, okay, <laughs> I love it. So Katie and Sarah are talking and... I mean, we could all say that we felt extremely affected by this. Sarah starts. Mm -hmm. So she releases and I thought it was not big of her, but I thought she, so she didn't tell other women about her dad, but she's been talking about it on the show. She might've. Very private. So told, she might've told, um, some woman but I know she definitely didn't tell Katie because she said like I haven't I haven't shared this with you um because you have to understand like we can all sit here from an audience and judge Sarah but we do not know how it feels to be in the position of her dad having ALS and like yeah I just no one can judge that situation unless you've been in it and so I you know I I still stand like I do think her dad had a lot to do with like her breakdown in this episode and I don't think the producers showed it until now and I do think it had like a big part of it and so yeah she opens up to Katie and tells her Katie about her dad's illness and then Katie says like I understand better than like I wish I did like my dad died in 2012 that I mean I think we both cried that was so sad yeah very painful to listen to um I think they had a very genuine moment where I feel like in life connecting with someone is the best thing when you're so vulnerable and I think that they were able to connect to each other and really grow something so beautiful and I mean I'm really proud of Sarah to share that because I know it's not something she just talks about which I learned from this conversation which I think is obviously like she's going through so much and I can't imagine like waking up every morning having to you know text your mom or text your sister like how is your dad doing today I mean I just I can't imagine that ever being a part of my reality and that is a part of her reality and she's dealing with a lot and she's also dealing with being on The Bachelor which is holy shit it's like a lot of drama so yeah so they have a beautiful connection so Julia you have feelings about Katie coming back to the girls and what she said and you think that okay it's- so they basically have their conversation I think it was really healing and Katie comes back to the girls and basically explains to the girls like oh I talked to Sarah she's going to leave um you know she did have something with her family and you could see like 
the girls' minds were spiraling and I'm sorry, it shot to MJ and MJ was like, oh fuck, like I feel bad because like she actually has issues. You could see the girls were spiraling and like, oh fuck, maybe we're gonna be painted as bullies. Definitely. But also MJ, when they were cutting her, she was like deep breathing. Like it seemed like she was still angry with Sarah. That's what I thought it was. And I thought it was weird because again, they were sitting next to each other during the, the group date. And yeah, so I thought that was extremely weird. So they go back to the girl. She says that I love Katie. She's definitely my fucking favorite. I have to say something about like Katie talking to the girls because yeah, yeah. The things that Katie was saying, like, I do think this was like a producer planted conversation because Mm -hmm. what Katie was saying was like, remember to stay classy and like, we don't know who like people's stories and, um, basically saying like oh and her family situation was the reason she left not because she was bullied out of the house which is that was producer planted so the show seemed Mm. like the girls didn't bully her out of the house but probably 50% of the reason she left was because she got fucking bullied out of the house and I honestly stand by that like girls were saying your your time here is not going to be good if you stay so yeah she got bullied out of the house I wouldn't stay if they treated me like that. Mm. Like Sarah, you can you can do better. It's it's fine. Just find love somewhere off the show where you don't have to compete with other women. Because I think she's beautiful. She's smart. She deserves a like one man. She doesn't deserve to be competing with all these other women. And yeah, every time we say Sarah, you better be drinking because I'm like my fifth glass of wine, and I am feeling it. But. Again, bullying is not okay. Whenever you talk to someone, please empathize. And I don't think 30 of these women empathized one bit during one of these. Like, wouldn't you, Julia, at least if you're not going to speak in front of 30 women, follow Sarah and make sure she's fucking okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, one. I definitely would. But okay, wait, there's one other thing I forgot to mention. When Katie oh. was talking to the girls and Katie says that, uh Sarah decided to go home Queen Victoria starts clapping and she's smiling and I feel like I should mention did you hear about the stuff going on with Queen Victoria and the Trump flag what her picture no basically there's where do you get this information dude I'm obsessed with bachelor nation (laughs) it's getting I love it but I there was this picture of Queen Victoria and she's like holding up her dog and it was on her Instagram and fans scrolled into the background and there was like a Trump flag hanging on a chair and so then like Queen Victoria was like oh like this is at my makeup artist's house like it's not me like I'm not a Trump supporter but it's you don't wear makeup yeah (laughs) seriously that's so true but like okay look if you're gonna be a Trump supporter fine but like be a Trump supporter like if you're gonna openly support racism do it publicly you know yeah own it yeah Queen Victoria is such a good actress over here um but okay yeah uh Victoria is definitely a huge question mark slash exclamation point for being so fucking mean so back out of my house man um get out yeah, no, she's definitely a bitch. She strives on it. She eats it up. She likes people supporting her. She likes being a little mean leader. And uh, so basically, I think Victoria is one of the reasons that Sarah's obviously leaving. So poor Sarah puts on this the same sweater or similar. It's really cute on her. 
And she knocks on Matt's door at his beautiful seven bedroom house. And you can tell he's a little excited that Sarah's coming over. He's like, damn, are we going to fuck in this bathroom or the ping pong table? (laughs) He's super happy. I mean, I think he really liked her, a Sagittarius and an Aries. So I think he's so happy. It kind of reminds me of a little boy seeing a toy. It's like that with Sarah. I mean, Sarah's gorgeous and they connect. So, I mean, he's super stoked. He was probably riding on his Peloton to get a workout in, but it got interrupted. The producer's like, you have to get ready. You have to put on that, that red plaid jacket. That's just so flattering on you, Matt. And he puts put it on. on that, he looks so hot. Put on the white turtleneck and your plaid jacket and your Levi's and your hiking boots. Dude, his Levi's and the hiking boots make so many appearances. <laughs> but, but yeah, so... I don't know. I feel bad for Sarah. So basically, um, Sarah comes into the house. She's explaining that she's just doubting if she can do this. It's hard to be away from her family. Yeah. Um, And also, I do respect her because she does bring up how the women did attack her because they did attack her. They did. She didn't focus on that. Like, she was focusing more on just, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, she wasn't really blaming the woman, which respect and he really likes her like he's talking about how okay that was so cute when he was like you know the first time we talked like I thought I blew it with you because I was just like so nervous and I'm gonna cry he does not want to lose her he doesn't okay I'm like straight up crying but the fact that he said the first moment that he saw her he was so excited to get to know her inside but when he saw her again in the first episode he was like I couldn't really be myself because I was so nervous from the night and he really likes her and the fact that he was giving her all of this and again she didn't spill any details about the woman but she really is focusing on and I she feels called to go back to her dad and her family and I totally respect that when you have the feeling that it's completely yeah. valid and you can't fight it but I do think after him sharing all of those details saying he would visit her in her hotel room every single day I mean that takes a lot to reject and so I respect her strength to deny that and go mm-hmm. and leave yeah. because these women are so terrible. And what I thought was really beautiful. Okay. So Sarah said, I wish you could see my heart. And, and he said, I feel it. <laughs> I know. I was, you can tell he was so involved and so connected. And the fact that believe me, Sarah, I can feel your heart, but when oh thank you oh someone got a little a little food treat from her house oh my guest. god I got a snack <gasps> what is that vegetables eggs hash browns what is it okay nachos my friend <laughs> she <laughs> gave me um it looks like quinoa cucumber tomato chicken with oh. something oh my god taking in your dietary restrictions and making you your perfect meal <laughs> I I'm love so that <laughs> Julia can't eat anything guys it's so hard to go out to eat with her <laughs> oh my god I know I have so many restrictions it's not my fault though 
no I mean I'm the same way I just like live suffering and I should just live happy um okay so I feel her heart when Matt says that and I trust Matt and I think Matt's a big walking heart so I felt extremely bad he walks her out she leaves she starts sobbing like every end of every single episode and I feel extremely bad for her but however Mm -hmm. this girl was on Good Morning America she's getting press release about her and Matt I mean her and GEZ um how many followers she has on Instagram right now it's my favorite pastime I check probably every two hours she has also 131,000 what yesterday um before she had 82 82,000 oh no oh yeah yeah yeah. or something like that or 90,000 I checked two you know what good for her (laughs) good for her I mean she's fucking gorgeous and I do think however I was talking to my my roommate who has had a press manager and he thinks she definitely has one because they're orchestrating some some shit and that's that's good for her I think she's a good businesswoman and I think she's doing her shit but I kind of want to know so when we talk about bullying I think that it was a classic example of spiraling down like when you're down all these women feel these women feel threatened by Sarah because she's pretty she has a strong connection with Matt she's obviously like perfect she's yeah, but I think she per- she puts on this perfect facade. I don't think it's completely real, but don't we all just want to come off as perfect? And I think that all these women were obviously doubting themselves and they were projecting it from their inner demons, like I said before. And I think that that's what we all do. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was all insecurities and I don't think that they had, they had reasoning to not like her, but for them to treat her like that, I, I there was no reasoning behind that. I mean, there's never any reasoning, but I don't think she did enough to get that kind of extent of bullying because that was not acceptable yeah I think I feel pretty strongly that the women will um be watching this episode and realize like they did fuck up like especially with their family like situation like it is so true like you can't judge people because you don't know what they're going through and I do think these women are going to feel like fucking assholes because they are fucking assholes yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't fucking like any of them anymore except for Katie. It is like Sarah did like choose to do these things though. And it is like her bed and she has to lie in it. And like she, I think she made the right decision by leaving. Um, Cause I don't think it, she would have gone in a good edit if she like continued on the show, but I'm bummed that she left. Yeah. I'm really bummed. I low-key hope she comes back now. I don't I don't think it's a right environment from her for her. I think she could get any guy she wants. So why would she be on the show? Like I really do think she could get a good guy and they'll connect. But I think that she really needs to be with her dad right now. And I think that she's following her calling. And I I don't know. I think everything that happened was just absolutely horrible. And she did not deserve that kind of treatment. Yeah. What I am secretly hoping for is that Matt watch the episode and like damn Sarah and it's like wow like I'm so sorry I didn't know you were going through that and they're secretly like talking now dude they're dming he's in the dms (laughs) (laughs) she's in the dms they're chatting I I mean I oh my god I totally see it because yeah I mean I could see him being in like Los Angeles right now like Venice Beach like working out (laughs) okay so We are done talking about this episode. We are done talking about Sarah and Victoria and Kit. And we we love Sarah. We hate you all. But, Julia, who would you fuck, marry, kill out of all of these lovely ladies? 
welcome welcome to our new segment fuck mary kill we're gonna end every episode who would we fuck who would we marry who would we kill based on the episode content okay so i would fuck serena p on the night portion of her one-on-one because she looked like bdsm high ponytail whip whatever love to see it yeah that's beautiful i would i would marry katie yeah. I feel like she just like is a really good person. I would kill oh, there's so many people I would kill. If I'm being honest, like I would kill MJ because I thought she yeah. was like, really cool and now I'm just like super disappointed. Well, she turned her back on her friend. Like Sarah was straight up like chasing MJ and she was not even acknowledging her. That's fucked up. Uh who would I fuck? I think I would fuck Serena C when she was wearing all black when she was giving her speech because mm. her outfit was yeah. to die for. Like I was dying. She looks gorgeous. She's so pretty. We yeah. love an Asian representation. We love, we love it. it. So Mary, I have to say I hate everyone else. So I say Katie. I think she's very emotionally mature and mature in herself, and I gotta respect that. We can couple. Yes, <laughs> the Ruppel relationship with Katie, the vibrator girl. She's so cool. I love, like, she's definitely the only one I like at the moment. Kill, may I say this lightly, definitely Victoria. Uh, <laughs> but again, metaphorical, not actual. Uh, Victoria, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's I, I, a fucking asshole. Yeah, she sucks. Um, But yeah, so that was our episode. I hope you guys are drunk or as drunk as we are because I think we both have a drink of red wine. We're having such a hard time like communicating our words right now. I finally got Um, food into me. But okay, what do we think is going to happen in the next episode? The preview looks like there's like five new girls. Yeah. I think that's so fucked up. Just let them chill for a moment. Do we need more bullies, more drama? Who is this prostitute? Like, what are we talking about? Okay, I'm sorry. Like, are we really gonna, like, sex shame more women? Like, I don't know. Like, sex work is, like, a justifiable, like, line of work. And here comes ABC to just, like, shame it. Like, and I'm sorry, like, this is why I don't like Anna because it's Anna being, like, oh I heard that specifically I should stay away from her and she just had the bitchiest fucking face and I I just don't like her I'm just yeah. like I don't like her so I guess I'm biased you don't like Anna and I I get it I don't think that ABC should be representing sex work of course ABC's fucking yeah I didn't even think about that so thank you for bringing that up Julia that pisses yeah, me off ABC <laughs> can go fuck themselves and yeah, fuck you ABC should- <laughs> Everyone should tune into our next episode. We're going to drop it next Wednesday. We're dropping them every Wednesday morning, 10, 11 o'clock. Um, please like and subscribe. Um, like our Instagram post. Follow us, friends I'd like to drink with. Chloe, do you have anything else to add? I just want to say you won't find a podcast that is more real and raw as us. As we're talking on, on Zoom, I was going to say Skype. We might as well be on Skype. As we're just drinking wine, talking shit but we're also yeah you guys should fucking listen to us because we're awesome 
So tune in next week. Bye. Okay. Bye. Peace out. You nasty girls. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty girl. Scandalous. Insatiable.